Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we are merely role players where theatrical people play role playing games. I'm Matt Boothman, and I'm your compare for this studio production. Here on Merely Role Players, we improvise stories to entertain you and ourselves. And we use role playing games to keep the stories going places even we can't see coming. Because as theatrical people, we're all about maximising the drama. This episode is Act One of Falling Cadence, one of our studio productions. The studio is where we experiment with different formats, different role-playing games, and different genres of story. In this production, we're doing what you might call a soft-boiled noir by playing Fate using the condensed rule set published by Evil Hat Productions. You don't need to be caught up on anything else we've produced to jump in here to Fall in Cadence. In fact, all our productions tell a complete story, so if you enjoy this one and you want to try something else we've done, just find any episode with the words Act 1 in the title, and you'll be able to jump right in there. Starting now, we're going to be releasing a new act of Falling Cadence every other week, and then to keep you going through the weeks in between, we'll release backstage episodes that give you a peek behind the scenes. So stay tuned for one of those this time next week. In the meantime, please take your seats in the studio. Tonight's production is about to begin. Fallen Cadence, a Merely Role Players studio production. Act one of three. Let's meet the players for this studio production, starting with Vicky. Hi, I'm Vicky. I'm playing Cadence Fairchild, the baby-faced P.I. I'm Ellie. I'm playing Camilla Parnell, the cinnamon roll newshound. Hello, my name's Alex. I'm playing Reginald Skinsy Skinner, the infamous corrupt businessman. Hi, I'm Helen Stratton. I'm playing Stella Sylvester, the woo-woo femme fatale. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, everybody excited to dive into some noir action? Absolutely. Yes. I feel like we've done more homework for this one than for quite a few previous productions. We've all been watching uh, various movies. Yeah. yeah. It was it was sort of a an easy one to research mm-hmm. in terms of trope. Yeah. Yeah. It's genre heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean I am going to be pulling heavily from Raymond Chandler kinds of novels, probably without the rampant racism and anti-Semitism. Yeah. But, you know, the kind of... Stru- around, yeah. Yeah, uh, we can avoid that, though. We'll avoid that. that. <laughs> but, you know, the general structure of those sorts of things and the atmosphere. But we've also got, like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit in the mix. Hits mm. all of those noir tropes. Flawlessly. Like, yeah. Brick as a, a nice modern noir. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody got any particular things they're really excited to happen? Like, noir th- beats to hit? I'd just quite like to walk through some misty street, yeah. street lamp lit. Sort of. The weather is yeah. always the first thing I think of yeah. when I think mm. of noir, like the weather reflecting the darkness yeah. of the situation. Oh, I think I, I think I can hit that one yeah. straight on the head. Amazing. 
as soon as we get in. One of the things I love about noir is the looks that you get between people, but I'm not sure how you replicate <laughs> that in audio. Yeah, we can we're just describe, have to describe them. them. Oh yeah, mm. narrating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll narrate them. We'll oh. narrate them. Thank you, the noir. And you'll get a token for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's worth saying we are play. We are doing our very first, for the first time we are playing Fate, is the system that we've decided to use for this noir adventure. Partly because uh, as, as much as some other systems, Fate doesn't kind of dictate that you all need to be working together necessarily so like i felt like in some other if we try to do noir in some other systems you'd all have to be detectives and we'd end up with scooby-doo yes Mm. whereas in this one (laughs) we can have the detective and the femme fatale both as player characters and i think it's going to work but the only way to find out is by giving it a go yes yes everybody ready to play yes Yeah. yeah beginners please and let's set our scene this town is drowning. Between the spray off the seawall and the relentless misty drizzle, from the shirt on your back to the chips in your newspaper, everything's always just that tiny bit soggy. The copper rooftops are green with verdigris. The slats of the roller coaster are brown with rust. There's always tails up and down the coast of towns drowned and pulled beneath the waves, church bells still ringing in the deeps. Maybe it's a warning. Maybe it's a reminder. Remember we were here. Or maybe those towns just don't realise yet that they're lost. Uh, So I think Cadence's office is I think she probably has like a one bedroom flat Mm -hmm. and basically the front door opens up into her living room but there she just has her desk set up like right by the front door so you open it and that is the first thing you see so whenever she comes into her flat she has to like navigate around it but instead of everything being in a separate place it's very clearly just a desk sat in the middle of a very small living room. (laughs) It was a dark early evening in mid-October and the rain was lashing down on the window like my thoughts in my brain. Where would my next case come from? How would I make ends meet if I didn't have another one coming round the corner soon? I sat at my desk with my feet up, thinking, yeah, where where will this next case come from? How will I pay the bills that were mounting up in my email inbox? (laughs) I I stared at my front door, waiting for a knock that would bring me some kind of salvation. Have a fake point and a small round of applause. Thank you. you. Racked up to four already. (laughs) And a knock comes. And then I have to awkwardly get up from my desk (laughs) and open the door. (laughs) (laughs) There's not really a noir sort of way to do that, is there? You have to go, oh, put my legs off the desk and then sort of skirt. (laughs) Straighten my clothes. Yeah, skirt round the desk, open the door and then quickly rush back and sit down at the desk again. And framed in the doorway is Stella Sylvester. Out in the rain, have you got a brolly or are you just drenched? Very much team poncho these days. But what would, um, what would, um, sell it? Um, WWSD. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, WWSW. What was that <laughs> Let's say that, that she hasn't got her umbrella that she's soaked. Stella is closer to 5'10. She's, she's slight, but 
um, she likes her dramatic coat, so she still seems quite intimidating in this moment, I would like to think, but also like slightly breathless and disheveled as well. So there's uh, mixed signals, I think. Um, I like the idea also that it's it's dark and it's rainy and uh, the hallway light's probably busted outside mm. Cadence's flat door. So when the door opens, there's actually quite a shadowy, mm. becaped figure, or it feels like there is in the doorway, who's also kind of huffing and breathing because you've probably come up a whole bunch of stairs and run <laughs> through the rain. Um, and Cadence is probably like 19 or 20 years old, wearing what she thinks is an appropriate outfit for a PI, which is um, probably some uh, sort of like slim leg black jeans, a button up shirt, and then uh, some kind of coat with a lot of pockets. Like a khaki kind of like all weather coat with a lot of pockets. <laughs> that sounded a little bit like a fisherman's coat. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a little bit that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. You've got to be dressed for the conditions. Yeah, but it's probably a, like a coat that like your dad wore in the nineties, or rather, her like maybe her dad wore in the nineties. Yeah. Maybe there's a hood that like rolls inside the. Collar. I was going to say, is yeah. it regatta? Yeah, probably. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and the two of you, your eyes meet across the threshold of Cadence's doorway. Oh, uh, sorry, kid. I'll come. I'll come back when your dad's home. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's okay. Are you here for Fairchild Investigations? Uh... Um, I am. Yes, I'm Cadence Fairchild, and I am ready to be of service. Why don't you take a seat in oh. my office? Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, mm, uh, no, it's okay. Um, I've just remembered I got. I have something I need to do. I, I'd better go. Uh, I think Cadence is going to jump up, and I'm going to drag you back into the room and like force you down into the chair because I'm desperate for the work, <laughs> and shut the door. Mm, okay. Turn the little... Uh, light that I've got on eBay that uh, has like the green like glass lantern on top (laughs) with the brass stand which is the only thing that's in keeping and everything else on the desk like the desk is just otherwise from Ikea but turn that on uh, get my pad and paper um, and my pen ready and I lean forward tell me what the problem is okay right well um, I I don't know where else to turn so I am being threatened (laughs) can you tell me by who do you know I have no idea who I I've never done anything wrong in my life. I've I have no idea who would be sending me these these letters and these texts. I've no clue. Have you got the? Uh, can you can you can you show me some of the artifacts? Have you got some of the letters to hand? I have absolutely. Um, and so I can hand you um three letters that are all dated across the last fortnight, and they say the standard. Uh, I know what you did. I'm watching you. You're in trouble. We're watching you sort of thing. I'm going to take those across the desk and have a look. Do you think they're handwritten or typed or what's the, what do you think, what do we think they I'm are? I'm going for handwritten, yeah. Okay, so there's, ha- there's handwriting. Oh, you sound so excited. There was yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> handwriting analysis! <laughs> there's handwriting. A question. When Stella says, I don't know who's threatening me, is that a lie or is that the truth? There's there's too many people that it could be. Okay. Right. So, so she doesn't know, the but lie, she has some ideas. The lie she told was, I've never done anything wrong in my life. <laughs> did it sound like a, a sincere thing that yeah, yeah. someone might yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. It was a good way of like introducing it. <laughs> this looks like a really tricky case. And uh, I mean, I think we could imagine here that your life may genuinely be in danger. Uh, so we should make sure that, uh, you know, I can get on this case immediately. My day rate, is uh, £60 plus expenses. 
Sure. She's a teenager. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know what she's doing. And she's not a taxpayer. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, do you, want the, do you want cash? I have cash. I'm oh, just, yeah. I'm um, just going to give you £500 cash. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that should be enough for a retainer. And I'm just going to put that in a drawer. <laughs> in <desk>. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to play it really cool. And yeah, um, I can get to work on this uh, right away. I've just recently cleared up a couple of other cases. So my uh, books are currently clear for dedicating all of my time time to this to this piece of work. Can you tell me anything else about the letters? Uh, Like how they were delivered to you? Did they come in the post? Were they hand delivered? Um, So um, none of them have been through the mail. They um, one of them was um, I just came back from lunch and was on my desk where I work and I say my desk it's my my table with my with my velvet anyway um that's my business not yours and then the others have just been I think hand delivered through through my door I just found them on the doorstep and you've never seen anybody making that you've not never spotted anyone making that delivery no not at all have you noticed anyone hanging around you know anyone from your past anyone I'm going to try and provoke her into revealing some more information good let's Make a roll. Okay. Cadence is trying to get uh, Stella to drop more information than yeah. she is initially willing to. So you're using provoke yeah. as the skill. Yeah. Vicky, you're going to roll your four fate dice uh, and add your plus four provoke. Okay. Helen, I need you to make an opposing roll. Ooh, Ooh. I'm great at dice rolls. Yeah, so this could be trouble for me. <laughs> Do you think this is, I feel like maybe this is deceive? Sure. What? Do you, how good do you think Stella is at deceit? Is this one of your good, good. skills? Fair, hundred yeah? percent good. Okay, cool. So you so have a like plus a... three in deceive, which we can add to the sheet right now. Starting to fill these in. Let's roll them. Minus one for me. Minus two. Okay, so Stella's on a one, and Cadence is on a three. So uh, let's roleplay out. Cadence successfully provokes some more information out of Stella than she initially wanted to drop. It seems to me that if somebody's been delivering these to your place of work or your residence, that there is no reason why you shouldn't have been able to see or identify who that person is. So it feels like you're almost not, you know, what's the situation here? Like, do you not want to find out who this is? Are you protecting somebody? I No, I um, I just, I keep slightly strange hours, so I haven't been at home. And, um, and then I just, I'm, I must have, I must have left my, my booth unlocked, or maybe it was, maybe it was um, someone else on the pier who's, um, who's out to get me, I don't know. Someone else on the pier who's out to get you? That sounds like a lead. I, I don't, I don't know. They, they've always seemed like a friendly bunch. I've been on their for five years. And you get you get on with everybody at the pier? Are um, you sure? Well, yeah, I mean Wayne's never really um warmed up to me since I um since I wouldn't go out with him that time. But they, I mean so I've we not think done this, anything. We think this is you think this could be a spurned lover? I mean, I haven't you know, I haven't a clue, not all men uh, would behave that badly. But um well, he seems like a good place to start. So I think I've got some questions for Wayne at the pier. Is there anybody else I should be looking into? It sounds like, if I'm honest, that you're hiding something. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not hiding anything. You don't. We've only, just, we've only just met. I don't know how you. Now my instincts for this are excellent. I've been a PI for at least six months. 
<laughs> okay, okay. Um, well, I don't have a lot of choice but to, but to trust you, so um, maybe it's something to do with my rent. Interesting. Your rent on your place on the pier? Yes. Okay. Um, I thought I was doing the bank transfers correctly, and then um, three weeks ago I found out that um, I had somehow been paying them to the wrong place, and... So now I'm doing everything in cash because unless I actually hand the the person the actual cash, I just don't trust that things are getting where I need them to get to. So here we are. I don't I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully you can help me. Okay. Well, where can I where can I find you at the pier if I have further questions? Yeah, you'll see my name, Stella Sylvester. All right, lovies. It's me, Matt, your compere. While the players are getting ready for their next scene, why don't you and I take a quick look through the programme? Tickets are now on sale for the first interactive soup of 2023. It's going to be on the 14th of March at Theatre Delhi Leadenhall in London, starting around 6pm. Interactive soup is an event that I volunteer with, which helps get some community funding out to uh, interactive performance projects, which is a very broad umbrella that can cover everything from sort of immersive punch-drunk-style shows, where the audience is kind of roaming a space, to more digitally-enabled stuff, where maybe you're watching online and part of a WhatsApp chat at the same time, or you're influencing the outcome of the performance by voting, or stuff like that. Anything that you can point to and say, yeah, that's a performance and it's interactive. If you fancy coming along to the event, here's how it works. You buy your £5 ticket, and that gets you entry to the event. It gets you a bowl of soup and some bread. I believe this time it's going to be red lentil soup. Then uh, a number of people come up on stage and give a five-minute pitch of how they would use a bit of community funding. Uh, We've got four pitches this time. Everybody who's bought a ticket votes on who should get the funding, and then all of the money that everybody's paid for their tickets goes to the winning pitch. So it's a way of going out, socialising on a Tuesday night, having some nice homemade soup with interesting creative people and putting your ticket fee towards making a project better in some way or even sometimes making a project happen. So once again, that's Tuesday the 14th of March, Theatre Delhi Leaden Hall in London and you can get your tickets at the link in the programme notes. Also, just a reminder that Series 2 of The Feed continues over on our The Merely Roleplayers Instagram at instagram.com slash merelyroleplayers or follow the hashtag merelyfeed. This is our actual play of the role-playing game Unreal, which tells the story of the housemates in a Big Brother house where something is very wrong, told entirely through their diary room videos. We've got an all-star cast from around the role-playing game Podosphere and some other people who aren't on podcasts but are still uh, involved in making great stuff in the role-playing game arena. And things are really kicking off now. We're starting to get characters actually realising what might be wrong in the house, while others of us 
my character included, remain entirely oblivious, which is sure to lead to some uh, fun interactions. Uh, follow that over at the Merely Roleplayers Instagram, once again linked in the programme notes. One of those all-star feed cast members that I mentioned is Quinn McDreski, the Game Master of the Monster Hour podcast. And if you want to check out what he gets up to when he's not in a haunted Big Brother house, here's a little taster of that. Good morning. Afternoon. Nighttime. Or no time. I'm your host, Sebastian Strange. And this is Somewhere Public Radio. Max was traveling in time and basically fell out. Mercurial, reckless, and very, fuck it, I'll do it myself. She's gonna know that I'm not time-wise from here, walking around with this Y-hander. Max has a really elaborate pocket watch. Which the city council is gonna use to spy on you and control your time movements. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Claire Claremont with her vacant eyes and her violent smile and her very sallow skin. (laughs) What would it be like if you had someone come back from the dead and be Gwyneth Paltrow? I have a womb simulator. Oh. I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) Occasionally on windy nights, I still get flashbacks to my time as a vassal. Eat the heart, Claire. (sighs) Duncan Oliver investigative, friendly, a little flirty. Mm. He works at the radio station WSOM, Radio Somewhere. The story deserves to be covered. I agree. We should get our best reporters on it. And Duncan kind of looks around. Sebastian looks around. Oh. Citizens of Somewhere, this is a emergency broadcast update. It is advised that everyone please stay off the street. The city council, praise be. The Screaming Fog. Oh, shit. I don't even refer to them by name. I don't want to give them that kind of power. The Flayed Beyond, which oh. is generally pretty oh, bad. Oh, no, it sounds horrible. Bus is sentient. Bus is alive. Bus is forever. A leviathan of steel and tinted glass. Run! Run! Season 2 of Monster Hour. Now, please return to your seats in the studio. This production of Falling Cadence Act 1 is about to continue. Do either of you feel like you've kind of discovered any new details through that? Like, I feel like the sort of the relationship between the PI and the client is quite an important one that might warrant go mm-hmm. down one of your sheets. Okay, I think this is like this is obviously Cadence's first actual case. Okay. Right. All the other stuff is just like Yeah. This is the first time she's ever been actually paid to do anything. <laughs> yeah, I really love work. that. Oh, I've just finished a case so I can dedicate all my <laughs> yeah, time yeah. to this one. That yeah. cat got found real quick. Yeah, exactly. That's the kind of that's the kind of stuff. So, so I think this is really important to Cadence because she's like, if I can make mm-hmm. a success out of this, not only can I make some money, but maybe I'll make a name for myself yeah. in this town. So we could word this. Stella could make or break my career. Yeah, that's what we'll say, yeah. So it sort of makes sense to follow Cadence to the pier. Has anybody got any thoughts about why Skinzy and Cam might be around? I could be uh, photographing the local winner of um, who just got the latest top score on a dance machine in uh, 
in Skinsies. Mm-hmm. Property. I mean, this is the stuff that goes for news in yeah yeah local, town, local right? gazette yeah. big news can it can it be something that kind of adds another thread to the like the web of mystery Ooh. yes yeah yeah I actually think that um, the two p machines are rigged um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're so investigating you're just... Skinzy yeah you're you're actually investigating him so I want to yeah. get into the yeah. Yeah to the arcade to take mm. lots of photos mm. and yeah. I need a reason to do that. Yeah. Okay. So I've actually sent a ringer in. Oh yeah, <laughs> to, re- to yeah. win. <laughs> to win the, the game. Yeah, I love it. A okay. small <laughs> child that's yeah, just yeah, yeah. really hyper good at dance, yeah. dance machines. No one's going to see this coming. <laughs> and, and I presume you mean, like, you think that the 2P machines are more rigged than standard. Yeah, yeah. yeah like rigged in a real bad way. <laughs> yeah, rather yeah, yeah. Than just like the 2Ps rigged. are glued to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which like, I can certainly say they're or not. Or like it's a way to like launder money in some yeah, way. Yeah, like a, I think some it's kind of deeper. Maybe it's something. I, I suspect it's something bigger, just based on my experience of playing the two P machines a lot and being like, "This is hey, not right." Yeah, you know that these two P machines are run by infamous corrupt businessman Skinzy, yeah. right? There's got to be something going on. If it's not going on with the machines, something's going on in back. Yeah, yeah. you smell a rat. Yeah. That's probably a rat. Yeah, probably is a rat, yeah. <laughs> hygiene is not my Yeah, I saw the latest hygiene. Yeah. Maybe that's the thing that's actually... Just be thankful we don't serve food. <laughs> Skinzy's arcade is on the pier. Mm-hmm. Oh, one, of like one, one of mine. One of mine. Oh, you've got an empire. empire. Oh, it's not just one, man. Yeah. It's two. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Amazing. Yes. So you've got one on the pier, and this is the one that you're at mm, currently, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. can be in the scene. Um, I think Wayne's sweet selling stall is mm-hmm. kind of set up outside the front door of mm-hmm. the pier arcade, and maybe you give, maybe like you let Wayne use a back room for as his like office because mm-hmm. he's only got like a little cart that he stands behind. I was pretty proud of my record on the pier. No one had ever quite beaten my. My record on Dance, Dance Revolution. I won't lie, there's something suspicious about the fact that it got beaten and and now this photographer wants to come into uh, one of my many, many arcades just to take some photos. I'm suspicious. But at the same time, it's good publicity, which as a honest and sincere businessman, I can't really turn down the offer of. So I'm going to keep my eye on this photographer and make sure that they don't get up to anything dodgy. And if something falls on that child's foot, stops them from dancing, then, you know, these things happen. I've got a lot of cans of Coke, is what I'm saying, (laughs) in boxes. Piled up quite high and leaning over the dance dance machine now, just to make sure. Yeah. That should work. Cam, are you? It sounds like you've kind of set this up like under the cover, under cover of this being like a newspaper kind of feature on the arcades. Do you want to kind of just be arriving as cadences? Sure. So in in the drizzle, with the crash of waves underneath the pier, the two of you run into each other uh, outside Skinzy's arcade. Hello, Miss Fairchild. Oh, how's that private investigating going? Is it going really well? I bet it's going really well. Actually, uh, Cam, may I call you Cam? Of course you can. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm actually on a case right now. How exciting. Yeah. 
Here at the arcade? Well, yeah. Uh, I've got a lead on the pier. Uh, don't want to be shouting about it too much. Obviously, don't want to don't want to draw too much attention to the to the work that I'm doing. But uh, I might have some need of some photography skills, so I will keep you posted. Oh, well, Cam has got her camera with her as per usual, so you just call on me if you need any snaps taking. So you're uh, you're taking some pictures here for the newspaper today? Yes, that's right, the Gazette's very excited. Probably front page fodder. We've got a local youth who has just topped the leaderboard on the dance, dance, dance machine. I think that's what it's called, something oh, like that. Very good. Oh, well, uh, I wish you luck with that. And um, I've got a few avenues of investigation I'm going to explore here. And then, uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll let you know if we can uh, do some work together. Oh, wonderful. That sounds just fantastic. I'll see you later. Wayne's stall is here, right outside the front doors of Skinsy's Arcade. Uh, he sells sweet peanuts and candy floss and all your sorts of sweet peer things, candy canes, rock, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Uh, Wayne is not at his stall currently. Is anyone at the stall currently? Nope. No. Free sweets for everyone! <laughs> <laughs> is there like a little note on the thing that says back in five minutes? There isn't a back in five minutes sign, but it is sort of set up, like stuff has not been put away. So you could kind of deduce that maybe he has just stepped away for a bit. Okay. I think I'm going to have a little glance just to see if there's any clues lying around. I'm looking for a handwriting sample, most particularly, I think. But yeah, I'm going to have a look. Which skill are you using? Uh, Probably notice or investigate. I would say this is probably more investigate. Okay, investigate. Uh, So how good is Cadence at investigate? (laughs) I really want to say average. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm going to say, okay, no, maybe I'm going to say fair, but I don't think good because she's new to to the business. Mm, But it'd be fair, fair. you've done the course. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I've done a lot of reading at the local library. Was it an online course? Yeah, probably. But Cadence is a people PI. Yeah. As opposed to... Yeah, I'm a shake the tree type of person. You're not Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, Mm. yeah. Yeah, no, I'm definitely not Sherlock Holmes. Okay, so what does that give you in Investigate? Two. Okay, so you've got your two. Roll your dice and see how that's modified by luck. Plus one. Not bad. Not bad at all. So that's plus three for Investigating. Okay, so you get a good result. Which I think probably means you do find handwriting samples behind there. Like, I think he handwrites his receipts. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, or Or like invoice something or a ledger or Or something like that. Poetry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quick haikus. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. You tell me, does it match any of the letters you've got in your pocket? I don't think so. I think the handwriting, what do we think with that? What kind of handwriting was it on the letters? Do we have a sense? Well, I don't catch people by the quality of their penmanship. <laughs> no, I just feel like that might tell us something. Is it? Is it the writing of somebody desperate and angry or somebody like yeah. cool and calculated? Yeah. Are they like scraping through the paper because they're so yeah. close, they're pressing down so hard? Do they have the handwriting of a doctor, i.e. a legible? I'm very sorry, I was bringing my own handwriting baggage to situation. Helen, you've seen my handwriting. Also, choice of pen is interesting and paper. Yeah, yeah. I reckon it's just like block capitals yeah. or something like that, mm. which is suggestive of someone trying to hide their yeah. handwriting. Yeah. But I feel like there's enough, mm-hmm. It's there's still enough to go on that I would look at whatever information's in this in Wayne's accounts that I yeah. would be able to. But with a good result on the roll, I feel like you should... This isn't Wayne's handwriting. That's kind of a... Like, yeah. that cuts off a lead. So we should find a new lead 
here as well. For this particular case, or just something else that's a threat? It can just be something else that's interesting. Because I'm wondering if, if I'm looking at something like a ledger, if mm-hmm. there are just a lot of regular payments to mm. Skinzy. Oh, 100%. Right? Yeah. D- don't really add up from a perspective of, mm-hmm. like, rent, rent or something like that. <laughs> all legitimate. Nothing, nothing all all. It's just a threat. It's just a threat. Yeah. I love that because it gives you a, a reason to go and yeah. chat with Skinzy. So, yeah, you... The handwriting doesn't match. It doesn't seem like Wayne's the one doing this blackmailing. Yeah. But there is the there are these suspicious payments yeah. that are worth following up. Yeah. Can we quickly establish the surname for Wayne, Helen? So what I've written down here is Wayne the Rock Johnson. Yes, I think that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. um, as soon as I saw you write something down, I was like, this is the joke. This is it. This is it. There's something so his, good here. So his yeah. surname is genuinely Johnson. Johnson. And yes. so he's nicknamed himself because no one else has nicknamed him yeah. this. The, the Rock. Rock. Because he, he sells Rock. rock. <clears throat> oh my God, he does. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it came from. Oh. And there's the twist, folks. We're done. Oh, <laughs> Stop recording so now, Matt. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Repeat. Case closed. <laughs> yeah. Case closed. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Let's set the scene inside Skinzy's arcade. It was late evening when Cadence took the case. No, I think early you, evening, because dark, evening. Okay. you know, it's like nights are drawing in. Mm, so cool. I think it could be like 5 or 6pm. All right, yeah. great. Is this a busy period for the it, arcade? It is, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's always be, October half term. It's, all, <laughs> it's always busy. It's always busy in Skinzy's arcade. You've got the sound of the machines. You've got a, a couple of nice old video game cabinets amongst all of the other like slot machines and the, and the penny falls. Um, lots of noises and sounds, and you've got the usual tickets being pumped out, and like the really cheap gifts that are uh, are on are on display that you can possibly win. The floors are are carpeted with that nondescript red, dark red patterned mm. carpet yeah. that seems to last forever, but is always slightly sticky. It has chewing gum, like black chewing gum yeah. spots yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And in amongst all of this, you you see Skinzy at the podium. Hands always slightly blackened through playing with the coins and making sure that they're nice little piles of money. He's uh, He's got a ponytail of greying white hair <laughs> scraped back. He's wearing like sort of just blue overalls and uh, he would be smoking, but health and safety means <laughs> that he can't, so he's constantly vaping. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. In walks Cam. Are you just coming in the front door or are you, gonna, are you being discreet? No, I'm coming in the front door because mm-hmm. I want to avoid suspicion. Uh, I think probably shortly followed by Cadence, who didn't take too long to check out Wayne's yeah. cart. Skinzy, Cam's not being subtle, so you clock her as mm. she walks in the front door. Ideal distraction. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to one of my uh, lovely uh, 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 slot emporiums. Um, how can I help? Mr. Skinner, it's so nice to meet you properly in person. Yes. So, um, has Lucy arrived yet, the winner? Lucy? Um, no, I haven't seen Lucy today. Oh, right. Well, she's, she's supposed to be here so I can take her picture, you see. Oh, yes, yes. You want to take her photo, don't you? <laughs> yes, that's right. Because she beat my record, didn't she? That's, oh, your per- was it your personal record? Cam gets out a little notebook and licks the end of the pencil and starts writing it down. So it's your personal record, was it, Mr. Skinner, that she, she broke? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, this is more of a story than I initially thought. And uh, were you there when it happened? Um, no, I wasn't there when it happened. Otherwise, I'd have tried to uh, take it back. 
What, sorry, what do you mean by take it back? My record. Oh, well, could you do that now? If you played the game and beat her again, would would you get the top score? Is that how it works? I haven't warmed up. Oh, right. No, of course not. That would be, be silly to try and warming up, wouldn't it? I've got a business to run, obviously. <laughs> of so, course, very yeah. busy, very busy businessman. <laughs> yeah, very busy businessman. Busy business. I'll write that down. Busy businessman. All right, then. Well, Mr Skinner, um, I suppose we'll just wait for Lucy. Um, is, there a, is there a ladies' toilet I could avail myself upon? Um, no, we uh, we don't serve food, so we don't have toilets on site. Oh, that's so a You'll shame. have to use the public toilets out there. And he just points out to the pier where there may or may not be toilets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you've been very helpful. I'll, uh, You're welcome. I'll, uh, I'll wait around for Lucy and let you get on with your very busy business day. Thank you. What did Cadence do while that conversation was happening? She probably spent a few moments overhearing some of it, hopefully enough to pick up that Skinzy's got some skin in the game when it comes to the Dance Dance Revolution machine. Interesting. So bitter. Yeah, like clearly so bitter. So like, I feel like Cadence is always just uh, popping things in the um, in the old bank there for stuff that she can use to provoke people at a later date. So that's perfect. I'm going to try and go over to the like podium area mm. and just see if there's anything anything interesting. I think it's maybe as like a stealth move yeah, or something because I've got to be. In and out pretty quickly here. Yeah. You, so like your priority to, is yeah. not being noticed, noticed yeah. rather than yeah. really finding stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how good is Cadence at stealth? Oh, I think mediocre. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Let's say a zero. <laughs> All right. So we're at a flat zero. We're hoping for <laughs> stuff on the dice here. Okay. And we're going to roll against Skinzy's notice. Yes. I think he's pretty good at noticing yeah, things. Yeah, I think so. It's what's I, made you a success, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's... Yeah. So is this is this one of your two plus three skills? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. So it's going to be hard to beat. Yeah. Oh! Wow. So we plus have... Plus five. Plus five. We have a five for Skinzy. We have a... Plus one. One. <laughs> but can you use the atmosphere? You could use the atmosphere to get a to get either a plus two or to re-roll the dice. That's still not going to get you to five, so you'd probably have to leverage one of your or Skinzy's details as well. Yeah, I'm tempted to use it to re-roll the dice just for because I feel like it could be that thing of like he's about to turn around to mm. spot Cadence, and then a you know a bell goes off somewhere that yeah. just catches his attention. Would be like a classic. So yeah, let's re-roll yeah. and see what happens. So effectively, what's happening here is like. Cadence is not that great at stealth and no. luck is not that much on her side. But yeah. which uh, detail is it you're leveraging here? Is it the noise? Yeah, I think so. That's better. It is better, it's but it's still two. not good enough. Plus two. <laughs> so we have a two versus a five. Yeah. Uh, so you'd have to leverage two more to get enough to, to No, I think him. I'm going to get caught. All right. Skinzy turns around to head back to the podium and finds... Cadence snooping about. You don't see Skinzy. Yeah. You just hear, can I help you? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you sound like your ponytail. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, oh, uh, Mr. Skinner, is that right? Accurate. I think that I have seen you see absolutely nothing. Yeah. And I'm not stupid enough to keep everything in that book. Yeah, of course not. So I'm, it's more of an intimidation, yeah. me just being behind you and like, uns- I'm, I'm here to unsettle and just kind of like scatter you to see yeah. which way you go. We're getting 
chain distractions here because this is a great distraction for whatever Cam wanted to do. Cam is going <laughs> to pop into some back rooms mm-hmm. while this intimidation racket is happening. Yeah. I could see that Mr. Reginald Skinner was otherwise occupied. So I slunk slowly and probably seductively across the sticky floors to where I could see very clearly an unauthorised door. Not that the door itself was unauthorised, you understand. I'm sure the door had every right to be there. But I, I knew, did not. And that's what made this so very exciting. So I popped through without even looking back to see if he was occupied because I knew he probably was and he was a silly old man who wouldn't have given me a second glance anyway. I was through the door and the floors in here were just as sticky, I noticed, and the walls quite grimy, like maybe he'd been rubbing his hands over them for no discernible reason other than to spread his filthy, filthy copper counting hands as far as he possibly could throughout the building. The first door on my left I had a quick look through, obviously his office. Not a lot going on in there. Just a big old computer. Not as up to date as I would have used, but there we go. I thought I probably don't have time to crack his password, so I'll carry on and see if there's anything else to look at. I could see at the end of the corridor, there was a door slightly ajar with light shining underneath it. That's where I've got to go, I thought. This is an occasion where I will walk towards the light at the end of the corridor tunnel. (laughs) As I approached, I could hear a little tippy-tapping noise which I thought was strange because I was sure there was no one else back here. I have a strange sixth sense for these things and I know if another human is within roughly 20 foot of me. (laughs) (laughs) As I touched the handle and pulled down, I realised something was about to happen to me again. And sure enough, there he was, slumped against a pile of Coke cans in those big boxes on one of those wooden pallet things that forklift trucks can use. But I don't know why they're in here, because he doesn't have one, does he? But that's not the point. The point is this man. He's here, slumped, slumped against it. He looks sort of asleep, but his head's at a strange angle. I look up and I see what the tippy-tapping is. It's one of those strange teddy bears where you pull the back out and it says a thing. And it wasn't saying anything, but the string had got caught tangled around another teddy bear's pull stringy thing and they were they were doing this strange dance whirling round and tapping against the stack of coke cans he was dead i knew he was dead straight away that's not the right place to have a nap i thought he wouldn't have come back here for a little sleep there were plenty other comfy places he could have chosen but there he was i recognized him i got out my camera This has been Falling Cadence, a studio production from Nearly Role Players, starring Vicky as Cadence Fairchild, Ellie Pitkin as Camilla Parnell, Alexander Pankhurst as Reginald Skinner, and Helen Stratton as Stella Sylvester. The theme music is by Alexander Pankhurst, and the episode was edited and produced by Matt Boothman. We were playing Fate, using the condensed rule set published by Evil Hat Productions. Merely Roleplayers is a Foggy Outline production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Until next time, if drama be the food of life, play on.
Look, can yeah. I pause really briefly? Yeah. Yes. I don't know what non-rigged 2P machines look like. <laughs> no, what I mean is um, they have to make money. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they are always rigged. But yeah. like there's a level of rigging that's like acceptable and then a level of rigging where it would be like to do something else. Yeah. They're I just wanted to clarify. Yeah, yeah. they're designed in such a I, th- I think they're designed in such a way that you can't win a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, you never well, you win as much money as you can. You can't get a lot of stuff out of it. Like no. it yes. takes you a lot of two Ps to get a little yeah. cheap toy. Well and the thing that's yeah. really rigged is that it's designed to get you to put all of that money back in again. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what are you going to do with the whole two So, like, things? yeah, the, 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 the way that they're built doesn't actually have to force you to lose your money. You're going to do that for them. Yeah. Human feel, nature takes I, care of business. I feel like I've been personally attacked here because I really like two Oh, I love them. I really love Alex, they're our favourites. You know. But I guess you could super rig them by, yeah, like, messing with the mechanism or gluing, gluing some gluing stuff the pennies down. pennies to the thing. Um, or, like... Making it so that the toys never move, yeah, yeah. like or like yeah. even when they spill into the thing, they you can't actually get them out. Yeah, there's yeah. a separate like, there's a separate tray yeah. that they go into. <laughs> yeah. But have you not heard that? Yeah, when they fall when down, you, them, and you can no, hear them fall, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, they don't they come don't... out on the side. Yeah, but there yeah. might be another one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to clarify. Like, literally, no one's ever getting any gonna, money out of these. It's going to look like I'm not trying to burst any bubbles for people that. Apart from when Strat and I did win that one time, and we definitely celebrated like children. We did. Yeah. Hey, look, I've told Helen that day that I won a thousand tickets out of the 2P machine oh. was the best day of my life. Yes. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, like, so this is not criticism of people that like the machines. I just wanted to check where we were at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're just like, am I, am I this stupid? I thought I'm not realised. I knew, I knew I wasn't winning that much, but it clearly is horribly stacked again. <laughs> but you, you understand that the house always wins. The house has yes. to win. Yeah. You just, ne- I'm just worried you didn't realise you were in a casino. <laughs> Arcades are gambling. You just have yeah. to go in with a budget. I want yeah. to enjoy myself worth five pounds. And he just walks back to the podium and just stares at you. <laughs> <laughs> not, not to digress into like gambling economics again or anything, but like it's such a bad business plan not to have a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> you want to keep people in here. Terrible. No, because then you have to employ someone to clean the toilets. Oh, yeah. it's all mm-hmm. I'm always thinking about me overheads. <laughs> yeah.